What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It is Rachel Silver Cohen with the one and only Dr. Boca, DB. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy, DB. Happy September 1st, Rabbit Rabbit, Season 4. Wait. Hi. Wait, wait, wait. Rabbit Rabbit? What is that? You don't know Rabbit Rabbit? No, what's Rabbit Rabbit? Like Ribbit Ribbit? What is this? What? No. The first of every month, you don't know. And I don't know if it's like an old wives tale. The first of any month, you're supposed to say Rabbit Rabbit when you wake up. In my lifetime, I've (laughs) never heard that. And I know every superstition under the sun. I don't know that one though. Listeners, if we've learned nothing out of today's podcast, at least we've now taught Dr. Boca Rabbit Rabbit. And listeners out there, now I'm intrigued. Who doesn't know Rabbit Rabbit? Please reply to us, respond on social media, send us emails, texts, whatever. How do you not know Rabbit Rabbit? No, I'm going to bet there's more people who don't know Rabbit Rabbit. Guess what? I'm naming season four, episode one, September 1st, 2021, Rabbit Rabbit. Wow. Okay. We have a name at least. So there wow. you go. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a way to kick off our new season. Hi, listeners. Hi, Dr. Boga. Hi. I miss everybody. How are you? I have to be honest. I'm doing well, but I'm exhausted. I feel like we have been back in the throes of school. I mean, I in my lifetime, you know, I've had little kids. I have, you know, kids that have gone through the COVID era, so to speak. The start of school this year has been, and we are well into three weeks, three and a half weeks, going into four weeks, whatever the case is. Maybe we're at five weeks. I don't even know. I've lost count because it feels like a lifetime. I don't know for you. I'm exhausted. I would concur. I will tell you. And again, listeners out there, those in the Northeast or Midwest or even on the West Coast, if you're listening, the one thing about Florida that the one thing that we're ahead of the curve on, right? There's not many. But <laughs> not the many. one thing is that school starts legit in the middle of the summer. So yes, we are well on our way. I agree with you, Dr. Boca. I am beyond exhausted. It's a lot happening. And let's maybe dive in a little bit to that because I have to tell you, while for Florida, it's the one thing we're ahead of the curve on, I will tell you, Florida still, in my opinion, gets the gold star for the inadequacies of how the operation works because it is not running smoothly. No, it is. I mean, I, look, I can't speak for every school, but I can definitely. And let me put this out there. If there is anybody locally listening to this, I commend, I truly, truly commend the administration, the teachers, the staff. I want to lay that out, that this is not a knock on the efforts that they're putting out there and the fact that just like, thank God they're there, right? And are rallying and they are overworked, underpaid, and I have the utmost respect for them. Wait a minute. This smells a little bit like they're, you know, my favorite line, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. I mean, Which they is are... code for like, <laughs> oh my God, someone well, pick it up a little bit. I mean, there are gaps that need to be addressed for sure. We all have our strengths. We all have our growth edges. There are a litany of growth edges that need to be worked out right now if at least I am going to survive this year. My kids are doing great. They're they're fine. You know, fine. They're doing great. They're enjoying school. They're so happy to be back with their friends. But 
there are some definite challenges that we have to get. Well, do we want to jump into the challenges? Yes. I'm facing it too. I have two kids in two different schools, two different carpools, two different times. However, what is congruent, right? The similarity between the two debacles is the debacle of the carpool line. Yes. hour that it takes out of the day, two different times in the morning to get these children where they need to be. So what is the story on that? So that is my biggest pet peeve. And you know this, but the listeners do not know this, that I am blessed and privileged to literally live across the street from an elementary school and a middle school. And those are the said schools that my children have attended. So this is not like walk up 10 mountains to school in the snow backwards, you know, and all the stories that we had heard from our families. They really do. And we really do live close enough to walk. My son loves to walk, loves to. He goes with his herd. He leaves a little bit earlier. They get there and they're fine. My daughter, on the other hand, and for those people who are not up with the trend of fashion right now, I think we've mentioned this in a previous podcast about the attire that my child wears, and she is not alone. But literally, they are in... It's 109 degrees outside. And all of these middle schoolers are in sweatpants, a t-shirt with an extra large hoodie over them. You would think it was winter in Florida, the way that these kids are dressed. And this year, for whatever reason, we need to take a computer and a three-inch binder to school every day. So there's not a backpack in the world that can carry all of that, plus their gym attire if they're taking gym, plus their lunch, and plus all the other beautiful necessities that people have to bring with them. Correct? I have a question. Okay. I just want to back up for a minute. As you're talking, I'm thinking about remembering my junior high, which it's funny because when I was growing up, we called it junior high. Now we it's called middle school, middle right? School. Okay. Yeah. So we had lockers. Lockers. Do, do the yes. Kids, does that not happen anymore? No, apparently not. And I'm hearing it's not happening in the high schools either, which we definitely had lockers in the high school, right? The lockers are there in both mm-hmm. schools. They are no not allowed to use them. them. They're not allowed to? Not allowed what to are use they them. Think? Middle school banned from using except in PE. Mm-hmm. And in high school this year, I am reading that these kids are not allowed to use their lockers. I don't know if it's COVID to keep the hallways clear. I don't know if it's some safety issue. I have no idea, but I'm hearing, you know, I'm on all these pages of parents. And the biggest complaint is the weight of these backpacks with no ability to use lockers. So... Now you're telling me my child should walk to school. So she's going to have a hernia. She's going to literally pass out because it's so hot outside. So I get it intellectually. Yes. If you can walk, walk. If you can ride your bike, ride your bike. If you can carpool, carpool. If you can take the bus, take the bus. Guess what? None of that is happening right now. Well, the other thing I wanted to say too is that this hoodie and sweatpants scenario with the fashion trends, if we fast forward a couple of years, and I know we're not looking to to rush the youth, correct? Yes. But what I'm also seeing is the trend for all these college kids who are now in college. Naked? And you, yeah, like the midriff naked, yeah, they're naked. shorts and their bellies, which I mean, they're as flat as a board. I, I kill know. for that, but they're, they're <laughs> naked. Naked. Okay. Naked. So I so guess it's, what, it's the rebelling. It's the rebelling against all those years where they were hiding their body. I don't know, but I know you know what I'm talking about. You see these kids come out and they look like they're walking out of like prison in these outfits that they're wearing. <laughs> 
unbelievable. Right? So let, let me get back to this car line situation. So in theory, it should take like a grand total of three minutes for me to schlep my kids to school for drop-off. It is nothing of the sort. When I tell you there and back is 35 minutes, and if I could make it faster, I still couldn't get into my development because the traffic is stopped at the entrance of my development. So I have to like factor into my day that I have to leave for drop-off and then occupy myself at minimum for 35 minutes in town before I can get back into my development. And I now have to do this twice a day. And what's on top of all of that is people are getting in line an hour and 15 minutes before dismissal. I swear I'm going to get gas every single day because my gas tank is... I'm going electric. Let's just say that. That's all I'm saying. I'm going electric because I I can't. So my entire day, even though for the first time, my kids are on the same schedule at the same school. So I only have, in theory, one drop-off, one pickup. This should be easy. It is a cluster. A cluster. And it's causing me to like want to like hide the flask under the driver's seat in the car, of which I'm not. But so I'm this tempted. is a good time. And I want to point out, I know it's a new season. It's a new month, rabbit, rabbit, et cetera, et cetera. But I do want to just go back to, I guess you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I want to say, I love it, listeners out there, when Dr. Boca goes batshit and she starts rambling and she gets angry. I just think it's terrific. So number <laughs> one, because I do still love her, I wanted to say this is a good time to throw out our disclaimers. In no way, shape or form is this podcast any real therapy. Apparently right now, Dr. Roga is just <laughs> using this forum to just vent about how pathetic the carpool line is. So but you know, if I let you go that. first, you would be doing the I same know, thing. And I just am, saying. and I will, and I agree with all of it, but it's just fun for me to listen to you rant. But that being said, this is not real therapy. We've ditched the couch. We've grabbed the mics. We are breaking down the wreckage, apparently today, that <laughs> is carpool line and the debacle that has since ensued. Again, privacy is of the utmost importance to us. So if you do need any real therapy, obviously, you can always reach out to Dr. Boca on a sidebar when she's kind of comes Calm. down off of her <laughs> off of her rant. But again, these are just opinions. There's nothing here is factual. And we're just having some fun unpolished unpolishedly. I yes, we are. Thank you for protecting my license. I appreciate that. You are welcome. You are welcome. But look, I wish I had the answers, right? We always say we may not have the answers if we continue to ask the questions. That's how we learn and grow, et cetera, et cetera. In this case, I don't even know what to tell you because I'm dealing with it on my end too with my children. The one thing though, and I have to tell you that I have tried to extrapolate out of the debacle of the carpool line is something you said several, several podcasts ago. And I want to remind you on this, okay? which is, I think, and I may botch exactly how you said it, but the gist of what you were trying to share with myself and the listeners is a lot is to be learned from driving carpool. Absolutely. So when I am up at 5.30 in the morning and I do the early morning carpool for my son, my older one who's in high school, and I have him and I have three other high school kids Mm. in the backseat at 6.40 in the morning, I already know. I keep my mouth shut. I'm not really allowed to participate in anything that's going on. But I love listening and I love being a fly on the wall or just the Uber driver. Half of the stuff, I don't even know what they're talking about because it's boys and they're very into their sports stuff and Mm -hmm. with football now starting again and their drafts and their 
they're this and they're that. And I just get a kick out of it. And every once in a while, you do hear, hey, did you study for AP World? And, oh my God, I don't know. Do we have a test today? And I just, I get a kick out of it. So I like listening. I like observing. Yes. We start out very quiet because it's fairly early. Early, right? I, my God, I, I remember those days. Yeah, Gosh. but they pick it up. And by the time we're you know, in the car, but by the last kid who gets in the car, the chatter starts. And then an hour and a half later, when I do it with the little kids, and I'll tell you something, that middle school, junior high, whatever you want to call it, those kids, my ears perk up even more because mm. for some reason, this age, this eighth grade age, they're very precocious. They've got a lot happening behind closed doors. I say that proverbially, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there are things behind closed doors. And I just want to know. And no one's really telling me anything. So right. I try to pay attention. I try to listen, maybe quietly ask, but then I kind of maybe get a look here or there like mom, which the look, I guess, translates to, you're not really talking, are you? <laughs> you're not allowed to speak in the car. You just, you just do your job. You just do your job. Yes. Absolutely. So, but that's a long-winded way to say that I am taking your advice that there's a lot of knowledge to be had by driving carpool. So absolutely. it's also a lot of time spent in the car idling. And you're right. I filled up the gas tank more in the last three weeks than I have in the last three months or yeah. even last 18 months for that matter. Yeah. Uh, so that's a pain in the neck. But what are you going to do? Yeah. And I'm not saying I wouldn't want the time with them, but I'd much rather the time after school taking them to Dunkin' or Starbucks or, you know, being able to do something before, I don't know, 4.45 in the afternoon because I'm sitting. And by the way, what I really would also on top... And I want to get off carpool line in a second. I mean, I always want to get off carpool Literally, line. Literally, you want to get <laughs> off carpool line. But the other thing that just blows my mind... So... In my situation, I try not to do the actual carpool line. I try to park in the parking lot next door to the school because the kids can walk to us and I'm just sitting there and then I can pull out and get into my development very quickly. So it works very well for me. But it is unbelievable how people are so entitled sometimes. There's a whole system. Like you park on the same side of the street so that everybody's lined up and the kids will come and find you. And then you have the one person who comes in and decides, you know what? I don't want to be all the way at the ends of the line. So I'm going to park on the other side of the street. And now I'm going to make what used to be two lanes mm -hmm. only into one. And let's not factor in the fact that some cars are coming in and some cars are coming out. So it literally turns into a Tetris game because a car wants to get out while a car is getting in and nobody wants to move. And it's like a standoff. And I'm literally sitting there watching, okay, who, who's going to give in first? Like, who's going to call the other one's bluff here? Or are they just going to hit the car? Because it, mark my words, it will happen. So I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by this whole thing. And I shouldn't be because I study people for a living, right? And yet I'm still oftentimes amazed by the saying, apples and trees, you know, apples don't fall far from trees. I'm like, oh, let me guess. You're the parent of, you know, and it's so clear to me because it's just this, it's like, just do what everybody else is doing to make everybody's life easier here. You don't have to like justify every rule so that you can get out first. I mean, you just have to do a lot of deep breathing, a lot of deep breathing during car line. Dr. Boca pulling in hot to the carpool line. I love hot, it. Hot, hot, <laughs> hot, hot. But can I add one more thing? Not sure, carpool I, line. Yeah, please do. Please <laughs> do. I'm loving line. this. So obviously you can see this is an issue at our school, right? Mm -hmm. And probably a thousand other schools in the area. And again, 
I want to put out there that I understand why it's crazy this year. You know, not only are a lot of people afraid to use the buses because of COVID, but we've had a humongous increase in attendance Mm -hmm. because so many people have moved down. Exactly. Yeah. I respect and understand all of that. However, however, here comes the however, folks. Get ready. (laughs) Buckle up. Ready? Coming in. We got an email. Keep going with this. Go ahead. Are you having fun? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. So we got an email today. Uh, Not today. At the end of last week, we got an email. And it was talking about how they were integrating a new policy into the school. And it sounded great. It was, we were going to have these kiosks in the hallways. You're going to have to scan your ID if you're tardy. And you will get a notification of what your quote-unquote consequence, punishment, whatever the word was that they used. And you get some warnings. And then you get lunchtime suspension. And then you get in-school suspension or detention. And then in-school, whatever. And if you don't have your ID, that's another knock against you. And if you're not in uniform, that's another knock against you. And it will be real time and the parents will be notified. And I'm sitting in here. And as I have this innate ability to be able to see all different sides of the situation, right? And I understand it from the school's perspective. They're getting these kids ready to take on responsibilities in the real world. And they're obviously going to make concessions for certain circumstances and all blah, 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 all that great stuff. But here I am thinking to myself, self, right? Of course, these kids are tardy. Yeah, you have a line stacked up for three miles. Exactly, right? You have a line that's like going forever. So I'm sitting here going, maybe we should address some of the contributing factors. And by the way, we've just like had a year of COVID and still have a year of COVID, by the way, but we had a year of COVID. Like these kids deserve a break. They deserve a mental health moment where we can build them up, we can give them a positive experience, we can help them get readjusted to school, we can celebrate and have some fun and really just acknowledge everything that they've gone through and build upon it. And so to me, my first instinct was like, really, this is what we're focusing on? Like, can't we go about it in another way? Can't we focus on the positives right now? Can't we get into a a system? Literally, I don't know about you, Every day, we're getting a school-wide notification that somebody has COVID. So it's a notification. How about three or four notifications in one day? Exactly. It's it's unbelievable. 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 So we can go off on that. But my point was, we have bigger fish to fry right now than tardies. Than the task force on kiosks and tardiness. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I wanted to put out there. I really believe everybody globally, like we need to work on building these kids back up, celebrating, not coming down and adding more rules and restrictions and consequences. I understand that these children need to be taught responsibility. I get that. I honor that. And I'm all for that. And there is a time and a place and it will, we can implement it as the year goes on. But these kids, just let's be happy they're back in school. Let's be happy they're alive. Let's be happy they haven't at a 25% rate of suicidal ideation under the at the age of 18. That is what we're facing now, people. It used to be four to five percent. Now we're at 25%. Let's get these kids back in school and psychologically healthy before we start doing this. So Dr. Boca, let me ask you this then and put your Dr. Boca hat on now and not your oh, I left rant it at home. hat. Okay. okay. 
So I subscribe to what you're saying. But what I'm asking, and I always say, if I'm thinking it, maybe some of the listeners are thinking it too. How? That's the million-dollar question. How do you propose we veer away from following the kiosk rules, but still teaching the kids responsibility? And I mean, my kid, love him to death, but he moves at a sloth pace. In the morning, and I'm out there with my high energy banging on that horn. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. And he is just perusing around and having his breakfast. No care in the world. His, and he's so delicious, and I love him to death. But and I don't want to start out the day screaming and yelling like "Let's go, let's go." Because again, back to your point, this is now going to take an hour out of my day, right? Mm-hmm. And I already did the hour two hours ago with the older kid. I got stuff to do. I got to get to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. Let's go. So to your point now, okay, you're saying it's so important that we boost these kids up, the morale, the this, the that, whatever. Who cares if you're tardy because we've got bigger fish to fry, but I kind of care a little bit. Well, like, okay. let's go. And I'm not saying let's not care if they're tardy. We as parents have the responsibility to try to get them to school on time. That is our responsibility. And I own that. And my kids are not tardy to school. So I understand that. But that's not really what they're talking about here. No, I know. So, okay. So how are we doing this? How are we getting them to school on time without losing our shit? Or how are we building them up? Or both. Okay. Well, so I think once they're in the school, let's build them up. Let's not try to nab them for not following policy. You know, let's have a moment in the school, in the classroom, whether it's in theory homeroom, but our kids don't have homeroom, but let's imagine it was homeroom, Mm -hmm. taking five minutes, even and as cheesy as it's going to sound, these kids start early, they're overwhelmed. Do a breathing activity. Or like shake their sillies out. Shake I was remembering from like um, preschool. What was that called? The wiggle. The wiggle. Yeah. Right? Or even preschool. Right. Like just shake your sillies out. Exactly. Right? Get the energy pumping. I'm going to say do a group exercise of a mind thing that's fun. You know, like I remember in high school, my English teacher used to have sniglets. I don't know if you know what sniglets are, but it was a calendar. And every day he would read off the calendar word, which was a sniglet. And it was a play on words, so to speak, right? It was like the invention of a new word, like me as a malaprop would come up with a new word. Mm -hmm. And it totally makes sense. And we would have to just figure out from the new word, what was the definition of it? A totally made up word, but it was fun, right? You didn't go right into, you're late, go to the principal. You didn't do this. Take Mm -hmm. out your homework. Do a bell, what are they called? A bell something where you get time, like you have to do this before the bell rings and you have to submit it. Like, let's just start on a positive. Mm. And I'm not one of those like, yay, let's not, let's soften our kids more than they already are soft. And let's not put consequences on them. I'm not that kind of parent. However, I think right now these kids are just very overwhelmed. And if we can do something that just takes a few minutes, let's focus there first. Let these sixth graders or freshmen or what have you in high school, let them learn the school. Let them feel comfortable. They already have so much anxiety and taking in so much new information. Let's just slow it down a little bit for them. I could be wrong, but I think I might have gotten an email. And maybe this was high school. I know our kids go to the same junior high, middle school, whatever. But I feel, unless I dreamt it, I feel like I might have read an email that said something along the lines of in the morning, to your point, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not exact, like no one's shaking their sillies out in, <laughs> in high school. <laughs> but I don't know if it was a moment of silence of and the silence as it relates to like gratitude 
But something along those lines, it wasn't a negative moment of silence. It was something about like, let's all kind of do exactly what you're proposing here. Take a breath, regroup. Now, I could be making up this entire thing, but I feel like I might have read an email on that. So the only thing that I recall is that the governor put in a, I'm going to use the word mandate, even though I don't know at this point Mm -hmm. what's a suggestion, what's a mandate. I've lost Mm -hmm. the track of all of those, right? But the governor did say we were going to have a moment of silence in classes. So is that... So I did make it up. Yeah, I don't think... But I don't know if the moment of silence in classes was for mental health as much as it was for just in lieu of prayer. I don't know. I think it was actually explained or I didn't pick up on it. But I can tell you that my kids are doing bell buzzers or whatever. The second they walk into class, my son has to walk from literally the furthest part in the school of PE all the way to a portable on the opposite side totally and has been late every single day. Not to his... And my son is not a sloth. Like my Mm -hmm. son is like, uh, I wouldn't say a rabbit, maybe. (laughs) Right. But he's hustling. He's hustling and he's stressed out about it. And I just, I just feel like coming down on dress code and that right now is just, we have bigger things to to do. And again, I want to be respectful of the administration because I'm sure there's a reason for it. I know that they said they want to prepare them for high school and the responsibility. I just don't know if we're there yet. Yeah. So, well, I guess it remains to be seen and time will tell. And for the listeners out there who are in other parts of the country, if you have not started the back to school production, good luck to you. Let us know how it works in your neck of the woods. We could use some help down here in Florida, as I like to say, duh. duh. Uh, but we good luck. Yeah. And good luck. I mean, deep breathing. A lot of patience. The other thing that's always nice on carpool line if you're there early enough and you're stagnant is to see who else is on there and get out of the car and say hi to people. Sometimes just getting out of your car and decompressing and seeing people. I mean, I haven't seen some people in 18 months. It's kind of remarkable. The other thing that I'm noticing from what my kids are saying, and I don't know, Rachel, if you've heard this, but these classroom sizes are just beyond beyond. I'm hearing, you know, 42 kids in a class sitting on the floor. I'm hearing even on the school buses, three to a seat, kids standing. I'm like, we put seatbelts on in my car the second you get in the car, the car does not move. Thinking when you're traveling with 60 kids on a bus, no seatbelts, no nothing. It's probably not in our best interest to have kids standing. It's not. And it's a big issue. And I don't even know the first place to begin to address it. But it is something that does boil my blood. The bus situation, because my kids were busser type kids. And because of COVID, I have pulled them. But mm-hmm. in addition, now I'm in no rush to put them back on the bus if there's a safety issue. On top of that, the overcrowding in the actual classroom is something yeah. that I take issue with too. And I don't know how to address it, but it is something that's alarming to me. It concerns me with the influx of all of these families that have moved down here and by here, again, South Florida, because of COVID, because of whatever their situation is, etc. We're so overcrowded and there's so much happening in the schools. And I've heard through the grapevine. I can't verify this as fact, but I'm going to guess it's more true than not true that the percentages of occupancy way above where we should be at full capacity. And that's alarming. My kids come home. Again, we talk. We're in South Florida. It's hot as balls here. And if there's problems with the air conditioning, even if there was no one in the classroom, right, that would be an issue. But now you're shoving eight pounds of shit in a five-pound bag, okay? Mm -hmm. Totally. 
And now there's no air conditioning to keep these kids cool. That's something that I have a problem with. And shame on... I don't know even where to start with the shame on that. Mm-hmm. Again, I, we don't talk politics here and, and so on and so forth. But that's an unpolished piece of politics, if you will, Absolutely. that I have a real problem with. Okay, on top of the fact that I know we're not getting into this, but these kids are wearing masks all day long. It's hot as hell. The air doesn't work. The rooms it's, are overcrowded. It's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. It's a problem. And and then what? how do you then decide or discern, is that affecting their learning on top Absolutely. of it? My kids Absolutely. come every day. My older one is like, mom, I need some time to decompress. Yeah. <laughs> I have a gnawing headache from the mask and the heat and the this. And, and again, the backpack. And they need some time to literally cool off. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, I know how irritable I get when it's hot outside and I'm like walking the dog and can come back inside. I'm not wearing, you know, necessarily a mask. I'm not wearing, you know, pajamas to school, sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Right. I'm irritable outside when it's a hundred and something degrees outside with a hundred percent humidity. I get it for these kids. It is unhealthy for them to be sitting in literal saunas. And we have to address this. The overcrowding, these schools were not made. They were made 20, 30, 40 years ago when our population was so much less. And our population has morphed exponentially. And that's not our school's fault. It's just that we're not growing with the time. So it's really like, it just goes back to, it's just been very, very stressful. And it's very stressful and it's taking a toll on these kids. And I got to give props out to the kids. They've really rallied through the last 18... I I mean, I've lost count. I'm going to say 18 months. I I don't even know how many there are. Um, But they've really rallied. (laughs) Here comes the rant again. No, they've really rallied. I'm celebrating them. And again, teachers coming back, rallied. Staff coming back, rallied. Like This is not a knock on anyone in particular. It really isn't. This is, hey guys, we've started. Let's look at the problems. Let's address them and let's get this going so that our children are having a really good experience, both academically, emotionally, and socially, so that they can get through this and not feel like they've lost two years of their lives. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I don't have the answer, but I hear what you're Mm -hmm. saying. And I like that we have this platform to kind of just get out the unpolishedness and shake our sillies out. Absolutely. We should do a dance. We totally should. An unpolished little silly (laughs) podcast dance. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So look, as we said, time will tell. We Mm -hmm. don't have all the answers and we're not going to solve all the problems on a 45-minute podcast. But it's good to kind of just put it out there. If there's anyone out there that has thoughts that are different from ours, we would love to hear it. Maybe there's listeners out there that have ideas on how to make it better. Maybe your kid goes to a school where it is a more well-oiled machine and you want to let us know what's happening. Maybe you're a listener, as we said earlier, where you haven't started your school year yet and you're now you know, thinking ahead. How can we improve something that hasn't even happened yet? Or we just gave you guys all a panic attack. Or we gave you a panic attack. <laughs> or if, you should, if you're in you know, the tri-state area and you start after Labor Day, I guess, like 
get in line now. You'll be the first on the carpool line, right? You can catch up on our podcast that you maybe haven't heard from the last couple of weeks and get online now. Your kids will be the first one out of the car. <laughs> but that will only last for one drop-off and then you're going to have to start all over again. Exactly. So, honestly, exactly. if you can learn anything from all of this, we just have to go in there with an open mind and we just have to know that this is going to be trying and it's going to take time. And hopefully by a couple of weeks, you're going to hear Dr. Boca on here saying... Guess what, everybody? I'm so zen when I'm going and dropping off. They've got it down perfectly. It takes a whole four minutes and 32 seconds. The kids are so well-adjusted mentally, physically, emotionally, educationally, doing great. They are celebrating all the good. They're giving consequences to the bad. And we are on it. I will eat all of my words today if that is the case. And until then, I'm going to remain optimistic. I'm going to pack my patience. If all else fails, I will have something on the rocks when I get home waiting for me. But I a little will, morning mimosa. Or a morning mimosa. Or And I will hold on to what Rachel reminded us about. So thank you, Rachel. I wouldn't give this up for anything because sitting in the car with them on those minutes home or hours home, however you want to say it, and hearing about their day is priceless. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, I don't even know what to tack on to that. I think you said it best. And we really do want to take this rant of our episode here and turn it positive or at least end on a positive note because that is our goal. So if you're stuck in the car, eavesdrop in on your kids, try to get some scoop from what's happening in their world, catch up on our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great place. You know, I have so many friends who are like, oh, I want to listen to the podcast, but I'm never in the car. Or I don't know how to do it or blah, blah, you know, with all their excuses and whatnot. Go to your phone, find the app. It's right there for you. Plug it into your smart car or whatever it is. Everyone's got access. You're sitting there idling in the car. Catch up on podcasts. If for no other reason, it's a fun way to hear what we're ranting about, right? Yeah. And first stop would be our podcast before you go listen to other people's podcasts. Yeah, no, I but meant our podcast. Okay. Yeah, no, no. This is a podcast. I meant Unpolished Therapy. Yeah, Therapy. Honestly, if we have to, we'll give a tutorial on social media of how to find the app. It's really not hard. And once you subscribe, and that's the key, if you subscribe, it automatically puts it into your playlist and tells you and notifies you that a new one has dropped. So we make it really easy for you guys. Really easy. On that note, what do you say we wrap it up? I mean, rabbit, rabbit. Again, no, I, 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 rabbit, rabbit. Okay, <laughs> that's how we started the podcast. That's how we're ending the podcast. And for all the listeners out there, welcome back to Unpolished Therapy. Season 4, September 1st, 2021. We are certainly hopeful that the school year can only go up from here, right? We wish everyone a wonderful fall season of good yes. health and happiness and smooth sailing in the carpool line or not. We are here. We are excited. We have a lot of great stuff coming down the pipe. And we want you listening. We want you to share it with your friends. We want you to reach out to us on our social media platforms, be it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We may even, coming soon, have a little presence on the one and only TikTok. Which is Dr. a whole... Book and I are learning about that, if you can believe it. Wait, which is a whole episode in itself because to me, it's like tic-tac. Like, where's my piece of mint that I can shove in my mouth? I don't understand it. So y'all are going to have to teach I me. Know. We are breaking boundaries. We are trying to 
spread out of our comfort zone a little bit and tackle some of the things that we have no idea what it is, but we're told we're missing out. So we're going to try to give that a shot. I wouldn't hold your breath and wait by the door or, but when you're idling in the car on carpool line, you never know. I mean, you might just see us on TikTok. But with that being said, you know how to reach us, unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com, at unpolishedtherapy on the social media feeds, at untherapy on Twitter, which I don't even think either one of us checked, but <laughs> but email us or find us on those other platforms and let us know, hey, I'm looking for you on Twitter and then we'll try we'll to show figure up. that one out, right? We'll, we'll show up. up. But it's going to be a great season. We know it's going to be a great year. We want everyone to stay healthy. We want you to stay positive. We do want you to stay unpolished because again, it's so much more fun when we ditch the couch and we grab the mic. And who doesn't love listening to Dr. Boca go batshit and rant? It's just so much fun. And I love the role reversal. And it's just, to me, I'll rabbit, rabbit that all day long. So from myself, Rachel Silver Cohen and rabbit, rabbit, Dr. Boga, it's been fun catching up. We'll see you next week on another episode of Unpolished Therapy. Have a great week, everybody. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.